Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, Impact Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on Ashley Yardley, uh, Illinois rural nurse practitioner extraordinaire. Let's get to know Ashley. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for uh, spending some time with me today. Yeah, not a problem. All right, cool. Well, let's get started then. Um, before we do get started, I do want to take this opportunity and thank you personally for being such an awesome member of the Impact Team and for continuing to row the boat through this craziness that apparently is never going to end, which just keeps going and going and going. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that at some point soon we can say that this is behind us. Fingers crossed, because fingers crossed. Yeah, it's getting a little ridiculous out there. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So, um, so yeah, just wanted to take the chance to to thank you personally. So, um, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and so I, I know you came on board. You know, kind of September of nineteen, when the world was you know more normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got about. Mm, five and a half months in of practice before the world imploded on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything got turned upside down and, and now, you know, we've been in this, this, this COVID fog. So, um, so with, you know, at MPAC, you've now over two years, um, but, you know, greater than three fourths of it under this COVID cloud now. Um, yeah which is, which has just changed everything for us. So, um, before we get to, to, to COVID and what that's been like, um, if you can remember all the way back to when the world was somewhat normal, <laughs> how, yeah. did you, how did you hear about MPAC and like, ultimately, you know, what, what made you decide that this was the place that you wanted to, to come hang out? Um, so I saw a position posted in my old, um, the area that I grew up, that, not the area that I currently lived in, but the area that I grew up. And I thought, okay. well, I hadn't finished classes yet. I hadn't graduated. So um, I was like, I'll go ahead. And really sounds very like your um, job description sounded something that was very much in tune with what I enjoy. But ultimately, I was like, I just want to get an interview at this next level to see how that goes. Um, yeah. Then I talked to Anne and I talked to Marie and really it solidified with Eileen. When I spoke with her, I was like, this company really does and, and ex exhibits what I believe in. I, most of my nursing career, which you and I have talked about in the past, um, was in post-acute care and my heart has always been in home health. So for me to find a job that was very similar. Um, yeah. it just, it was meant to be for me. So I, I was very happy with the whole process. Um, and I've been very happy since joining impact. 
Awesome. Okay. Um, so that was September of 19. Um, and then COVID hits, right? And we've now been dealing with that. Is there um maybe even prior to COVID, if if it seems like nobody can remember what was what life was like before, before <laughs> COVID anyway. Um, but any kind of example or any kind of you know experience that you've had that's been meaningful for you or or, or one of the patients or even the family members that that you've um, worked with that you'd be willing to share? Yeah, so I was looking at the questions that Anne had sent out and I was like, man, I, I wrote a little thing. Um, and it kind of does go back to the whole COVID. I mean, it's hard to sometimes see the positives right now because yeah. you just keep getting hit with our patients are sicker. I mean, they just are. And it's COVID's shaping our practice really. And so it's really hard to sometimes get to use that, utilize that extra time to spend with the patients, to talk to them. Because sometimes that's just really what they need. They don't necessarily need me to examine them from head to toe. Um, Sometimes they just need to talk. And so I know, you know, I've, I've caught the big bad things like CVAs and PEs and those make me feel good. But in all honesty, when a dementia patient who half the time doesn't know their name tells me, Hey, it's Wednesday. What are you doing here? (laughs) And I'm supposed to be in the facility on Thursday. It's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, you still understand that I'm here. and, And that makes me feel good because then I know that they can still come to me they recognize me. Yeah. They know that I'm there to help them. So that's always, that's always, that's what it's about, you know, is to help our patients in the best way possible. So absolutely. And and you practice in the rural setting. And so even more so, right. It's really challenging to get care oftentimes to that patient population. And so um, that's meaningful for somebody in that setting to, you know, recognize and know that, there's a consistency, right? And somebody that they right, right. for care, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's taken two years for them to realize it was actually you know, <laughs> Thanksgiving fell on a Thursday and I happened to go to the same facility for the last two years on a Tuesday, or I'm sorry, on a Thursday. And I was there the, you know, the day before, cause I wasn't going to show up on Thanksgiving. Right. And yeah, it was just interesting because they were that patient who, again, hardly knows her name most days and she she looked at me and I wasn't seeing her I just passed her in the hallway what are you doing here and I was like how do you know (laughs) (laughs) what day is today and she's like Wednesday you're not here until Thursday and I'm like it's definitely Wednesday you're right (laughs) yep wow that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) um so I think when I used to have a chance to talk to people um, and interview them before they came on board, I'd, I would always say, look, I'm not a clinician, right? But I understand how difficult it is to practice in this space. We we started MPAC because we thought things needed to change and causing and creating change isn't easy. And right. so and so it's it is a difficult space. It is difficult. We see the changes happening, which is which is awesome, but it hasn't been easy and it's difficult on our providers. Um, to have their patients to care for, the patients' families involved, the administrators and DONs of the community that they work in, the attending physicians that are involved, right? There's like, and then us, right? And then there's, there's, right. so there's like all these crazy dynamics. Now layer COVID on top of all that, right? 
Yeah. And um, I was having a conversation with our chief medical officer the other day, and he was sharing with me, he also is um, involved in a very large health system in Ohio, and was saying how now with staff shortages in the nursing homes and at the hospitals, and hospitals overwhelmed, the movement of patients, they just can't find, you know, where to send anybody anymore, right? So now even, even more need for more on-site and higher level capabilities, right, via um, ideally MPAC and our clinicians. And so it's really just further highlighting, you know, the need for us. There is a huge need for us and in multiple, I love the impact grows and I, I love the rate that we're growing at, <laughs> but there are so many more needs that I, I see. And I've talked to Christian about, um, in my, my settings that I can't wait, hopefully that we, we do expand into those areas as well. I know that it takes time and manpower and all the things that we don't currently have right now, but, you know, seeing those things um, kind of unfold is very exciting for me. Yeah, totally agree. And it's exciting for me to, to, to see that we're, you know, our clinicians make a difference. Our model of care makes a difference. And now identifying other areas like, oh, well, if we can help here, we can maybe also help here. Let's start, you know, growing this out. And, and that's been exciting. So with all that said, <laughs> And as difficult as it is, and as difficult as COVID has made it, right, it's going to continue to be challenging, I think, to find clinicians that understand the need and are willing to, to jump in and row the boat. So for you in particular, like what keeps you going and what, what ultimately keeps you here? Um, there's all kinds of things that keep me here. Um, one, my work-life balance is really good. Awesome. I think that is very important. Um, is it always really good? No, it's not, but you know, that's part of it. And yeah. honestly, I think that I'm the one that causes that most of the time because <laughs> I, I spend those extra time, extra minutes with my patients or, or my staff, yeah. um, building a good relationship with them. But honestly, I really, I really like what we're doing. I've seen good improvements in the buildings that I've been in. I have great teams at, at my buildings. Um, and it's not just the impact I guess, component of it. It's, it's everything in general. I truly do love what I do awesome. and to see, you know, to see the things that we see, it, it's kind of interesting. When I started as an RN in long-term care, very basic, yeah. you know, we had those rehab to homes. We had those long time, long-term residents that were, weren't really that sick. They just weren't able to care for themselves. Now we're seeing much more acute patients, um, even those long-term care patients, since we've thrown COVID in the mix, yep. now a lot of them have the post-COVID syndromes and stuff like that. So it's a lot more, um, I never know what I'm going to walk into. And I like that, to be <laughs> very honest. Um, I think that if it was the same thing every day, it would be very boring. And um, I never wanted to work in a clinic or a hospital because- yeah. I just didn't feel like the time constraints in clinics and hospitals were the best for the patient. Because yeah. um, I'm a patient. I mean, when you're scheduled for a 15-minute appointment and you need to have more than a 15-minute discussion, it, it, it makes you feel like you're not getting the care that you deserve. So I try to um, mold my practice against what I would want. Yep. 
Very, very well put, right? And that was kind of how and why we designed the clinical workflows the way we did and that it allowed the clinicians the flexibility to spend whatever time the patients needed of theirs. Um, that That's ultimately what we all deserve. And so, um, so that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you, you enjoy for the most part. <laughs> there are days though. Don't get me wrong. There are days, but I think everybody has those, um, Absolutely. you know, I got into healthcare. Um, I actually wanted to be a corporate lawyer and I think I would have made a really good one because I do like to argue, but, <laughs> um, my grandparents, my, my grandmother got sick and she had cancer and I saw the hospice nurse and I was, I was pretty young at the time. Um, I think I was 15 and whenever she passed away, then my other set of grandparents both actually had cancer as well. And so they were both under hospice care. I knew I did not want to be a hospice nurse. Um, I felt like that was going to be too much of a gray skies and I'm more of a sunshine person. Yeah. Um, so I, but my, my grandmother, when, before she passed away, she looked at me cause I was helping care for her. And she said, if you don't become a nurse, I'm going to haunt you. And I, I honestly believe that she may have. <laughs> so, um, so, so when, once I got time and, and financially okay to be able to go back to school and all that, um, I did. And, and during my career, I had lots of doctors that were like, you know, you have a lot of insight. You really should continue your education. And I had patients that were like, you saved me and you need to continue your education. So I kind of just did that. And, um, I'm so thankful that I did because I, I have the best of both worlds. I can help with bedside nursing if I need to, and I can help treat if I need to. Yeah. And I think that makes the world of difference for some of my patients. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's become pretty evident that from a medical care perspective, right. Nurse practitioners are filling this massive gap that exists in the long-term care space. And, um, we need more and more of them. So I'm, I'm so happy that you're, you know, a committed member of, of the team and, and are part of the group. And we need to go out there and find, you know, more Ashley yard leads to, to join <laughs> join the effort and join the mission. Cause there is, um, there is a lot of growth for us. There's a lot of conversations happening with large, big groups that are saying, we don't want, we can't do this without support and without help. And we believe in the impact model of care and the clinicians. I hear this all the time, the quality of the clinicians that right. Choose to, to put on the impact health care badge. Like that's, that's a big point of pride. Um, we're, we're known as having the best, the best clinicians out there. And, um, that means they're always trying to get poached, but, um, <laughs> I believe so, that it's part of, part of the gig. Um, so that's, that's really awesome. So, you know, we, we want to go out and continue to find all the A players and, and bring them here and, and continue to make a difference. So I'm really glad that you're, you're part of the team. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I am, like I said, I enjoy being part of the team and it is an actual team. Um, I've worked with lots of different companies throughout my years and, this is the only company that I can reach out to the CEO or, you know, like it's just, just, it's different. It's a yeah. different setting. And it is so nice to know that people care no matter what position they're in. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm grateful for the work that our clinicians do because I am not a clinician myself. And so <laughs> um, I can't even imagine, you know, what it's been like with this craziness. And I hope that COVID 
um, hopefully soon either either comes to an end or we figure out how to you know manage through it and get back to some some sense of normalcy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, appreciate everything that you and everybody else does and appreciate your time today. It was good seeing you again and um, happy new year. Yes. Happy new year. Here's to a good 2022. Here's to a good 2022. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Good seeing you. Bye. Bye-bye.